OPN Ask an Angel podcasts are conversations with global angel investors and venture capitalists. We explore how to invest, understanding investment strategies, and approaches to due diligence. Join us and learn what it takes to be a startup or what it takes to invest in the next great company. Yeah, I'm glad you're able to, to join us today, Jackie. So uh, you know what? The way we like to do it, and we're already started, so it's great. We like to jump right into things. So welcome to Ask an Angel. And today we're with Jackie Chen, the Jackie Chen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the best way for us to start, Jackie, is if you can share a little bit about your background, kind of where you've come from, where you're at today, and then one thing about you that nobody will know. So my name is Jackie Chen. Um, I'm an angel investor and also an entrepreneur and um, executive of Fortune 500 uh, formerly. And my background is in enterprise IT industry for more than two decades. And I also started my own business. I was uh, pretty lucky enough, got my business acquired by Dell Compellent in 2011. So then I jumped into Dell, then after a few years of a lockup, I jumped into Android investment ecosystem. Today, I'm a general partner of Arc Angel Fund and also a Managing partner, uh, managing director of Warden Alumni Angels. So um, I'm pretty enjoy enjoy investing. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you today. And before we do, you got to give us one thing about you that nobody will know. It's pretty challenge. I believe no much secret on that. So um, I believe angel investment is more about um, being a and your investor, more important is your industry business experience. It's pretty different from PEVC later stage, right? And causing early stage, no much data. You, you judge everything with a scratch, even no scratch based on business experience. So I believe angel investor is more challenging than Later stage P VC and PE. Probably somebody true. else may not agree with that, but it's true. Well, there's a lot of a lot of risk. So we're in the highest risk category you can possibly get into, I guess, when it comes to companies being early. Uh, so I, I do agree with you that it is completely different. Um, one is based off metrics and lots of metrics, and the other one is based off of gut and little metrics. So there's uh, a good fine balance there. So yeah. I'd love to kind of go back to a little bit of your background, because I always believe that a background is what shapes the investor. And, you know, going back to your time when you were working in IT from CIBC to EMC, all in that fintech, uh, well, I guess we call it fintech back then, it's just financial industry, but going into those areas and then driving into um, you know, the McData Corporation and all of the companies that you worked in, how do you take that IT side of things and how do you think the learning shaped what you do today? And I guess starting by the data side of it, understanding the finance, what learnings do you think that you picked up on that really helped you today in, in being able to see a great startup and jump in to make those investments? What kind of skills did you bring to the table when you were younger? Yeah, um, for um, I pretty lucky in different um, industry and different uh, companies, the great companies. 
And for like CIBC, you can uh, have like an industry or financial or business background in that vertical industry, right? So for like EMC, uh, actually I helped the EMC um, start uh, started their business in China as a very small group, then help um, Compellent to land their business in Ashpac as the first guy and, and the McData, the same thing. Then um, at that time, um, I especially working with McData, uh, Colorado based public company. Then I started the, their business in China from scratch, like one guy just with, a, with one laptop. That's all resource I have. Then I fly back, fly back from North America to China to start the business. After the five years, the business growing very quickly, dramatically in China. We stayed, established a leadership in different vertical industries like um, finance, banking, telco, and government. Then that business growing, growing pretty well. After five years, I went the whole cycle from the first person to start the business in original business, then grew a big team, tremendous business. Then McData got acquired globally after five years. Then I got a chance to learn how to transit business to merge um, period. So then uh, the business cycle, I learned the business cycle. Then I decided to build my own business. Um, though a lot of uh, opportunities offered in the market to be like, have me try to be executive managing director for HPAC or uh, China, Hong Kong like that. I, I didn't move that direction. I moved to entrepreneur. I, I like start something from scratch. And did that come from your experience when you started that company with one laptop in China? Was that what kind of got you excited? Was that you were able to take this business, uh, even if it was a shell and a license and starting it, that was really what drove you to want to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, that's true. Because I have been the cycle with um, like a startup with American company, the strong support from headquarters side, right? But that, that gave me sense how a startup works. Then step by step, build up your team, build up your business, then get achievement. Then I, I was pretty comfortable to start in my own business. That's the way I decided don't go anymore to, to be another country manager or some HPAC executive just to start in my own business. So that experience really helped you better understand the, the startup world and then put together all of the elements that you needed, regardless of say how it was funded at the time, mm-hmm. but your strength came from being able to be a general manager and then seeing down and learning all of the different ropes in the business or different verticals and then being in there and working your way up, you kind of had to build it from scratch, learn all these different facets. So it really gave you a really good understanding of what it takes to build a company from nothing. Right, exactly. So a lot of things to learn. And um, I, as I said, I was pretty lucky in work with big companies, leading companies, uh, global, um, with global business, like McData, EMC, uh, and, and also Dell. Those are great companies. They, they give you training, nowhere you can find. 
those kind of training um, for executive training is very different for normal employee. Executive training, they will put you somewhere to build how the global business work. You have a lot of insight. That really helpful. So would you recommend to the audience, to entrepreneurs, that it's not always about jumping in right away into a company without any experience, that it actually carries a lot of value to go and work for a big company, learn the problems, learn the things that are going on in the world before you jump into entrepreneurship and solve your own problem, learn a little bit of um, business acumen, learn about sales, marketing, and learn about how all of this gets put together and build relationships. Because it sounds like you built some really strong network of people that helped you not only build your company, but in the future, come back to the table and work with you. Yeah, for this question, um, I would say it really depends. For those company, uh, for those young entrepreneurs, once they see great opportunities, they don't even have to finish their university. They need to jump in to catch the wave of the opportunity, right? Yep. For the other industry, especially like business to business, a little bit different. Then it's better to work with some company professionally structured with a great team. That will be very helpful. I would agree with that. I, I, I've, um, my background is a bit of both. I started off as an entrepreneur, then I went into big business, and then I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years straight. Yes. Yeah. But uh, through that, it, it's interesting because what I didn't know as an entrepreneur uh, when I started, the mistakes were pretty big and pretty prevalent because you don't know what's hitting you. Mm -hmm. And even it was a small microcosm way back in the day, 30 years ago. But then when you got into big business, you really learn quickly how to maneuver, how to build networks and how to, how to build out businesses inside of a business. And I think that became quite valuable to being able to understand how to do something going forward. But I do agree that if it's something quick and easy, B2C, get out there, make it happen. And then on a B2B side where you can take that learning in and build relations, it can help you a lot further along, uh, further down the road. Yeah, exactly. So for the B2B, that kind of experience, um, it really um, help you, especially work uh, with a company at certain uh, and you have a position at uh, like senior level, then you will get an opportunity to inside of the business and get trained like in different sectors, how you put the business together. So that right. makes difference. So that can help you have your view for the long term. And you can structure your business. When you look at the business, you can structure it for short term, mid term and long term with different view. And you got understanding the customer sale, uh, market positioning, customer sales channel, marketing, pre-sales technical support, post-sales service, and finance, and also most important part is team. They help you get everything together and train you. That's very, very helpful. And for you to start a business and also for an investor, to figure out how the business work and you can help you and also help you to help better of your company 
and coaching the, the founders and entrepreneurs. I like that. And I'm going to go back to the, the team piece because I think that that's very crucial to a few other things I want to explore with you um, a little bit further up. But you've mentioned training a bunch of times. So how much emphasis do you see on a startup or an entrepreneur getting into business and them having to find training somewhere or get some learning? Is mm -hmm. there something you recommend for them to do? Like you can solve a problem, but there is a lot of educational side of things that needs to come out of this. And is that something that you emphasize and push for entrepreneurs to look at even before getting into a business and learning a market or mm -hmm. something that they do while they're actually building this company, building their new company? Yeah, for that question, I believe um, as a startup um, founders, once they started their business, uh, they start their business, they may not have much time to sit in like a school to learn a lot of fundamentals, right? Then uh, I, I believe if they, pre they are preparing to, do, to start a business, better to be in advanced to get some solid background in business, if they could, like even in business school. If they, they don't have that luxury opportunity, they, after they start their business, I believe a lot of opportunities can help them. For example, they can work with incubators. I, I'm very proud of the ecosystem of Canada. For example, some incubators like, like a Communitech, Mars, a lot of this, then DMZ, a lot of in, in startup incubators, they can help them structure their business pretty well. And most important is they can find a lot of uh, experienced uh, advisors and also angel investors to help them. Those angel investors are willing to help. That's kind of giving back. They are very happy to do that. They, they, are, they are trying to do that as a fund, right? Leverage that resource. That's very important for them. Agreed. And I wholeheartedly agree with that philosophy. It's interesting you say that is that um, when I started my first company, I was finishing off a BA. I could just started it. So I did them in tandem because one, I wanted to start the business. I figured there was no way I would have enough stuff to do in an early stage company. Mm -hmm. So I did a degree at the same time. And it actually drove me to work twice as hard because one, I had to finish exams and build a company and build a company at the same time. So I found that it was very packed, but I loved it. But the learning was there. So I was getting that extra learning. So I can totally understand where you're coming from, that if you're going to plan something, figure out either, can I get enough learning if I don't have it? Can I build that into the system that I'm going to build? So that way I'm further ahead than anybody else when I get into this market. Yeah, exactly. I believe you build your strong foundation before you start your business, right? This is great approach. I like it. So... Now let's kind of go back to this team part because now you've got this training, you're learning. Um, maybe you can talk a little bit more about the team side because I know that came through all of the things that you've done and all the roles that you've been in. As being a, um, a country manager, you have large teams that work for you all the way through and you built them from zero on your team and a laptop all the way up. So how much do you emphasize on team and culture in growing that business? Yeah, for uh, in the... In early stage, most culture will be 
bring from entrepreneur, right? They, when you talk about the culture, your personal co-founders or founders um, culture would be part of um, cornerstone of the culture. So for the culture, better to be opened so that you, um, your employees, your team can see the future, not just someone hold something together, hold something internally, but would be open and uh, try to leverage the talents of your team. And um, for team, most important is the founder or the co-founders. They are the cornerstone, as I mentioned. And the other thing, you need to build your team step by step. In very early stage, you, do, you don't have to uh, get a full functional team. And when you, for example, you early start, uh, st stage, you do a lot of R&D, you may not need a great sales guy to help you. But in let, uh, let's, uh, when you, once you get your product ready, definitely you need that. And, and some entrepreneur may think about, I'm still doing R&D, why I need a business guy? They may miss um, mixed business guy with the sales. It's different. So when, once they start up their business, the entrepreneur, entrepreneur themselves have to be a business guy, business vision. So I, um, when I look at the team as a startup, like before I invest, I always look at the team's background first. When I receive the pitching deck, when I go through that, then I jump back to look at their background in, and then Google it and check their background with different approach and try to understand the, the founders, where have they worked, how they did, and do they have industrial experience? Can, they, can these guys lead the business to be a successful venture? So. So does that then, when you're looking at this team, do you try to focus more on co-founders, teams that have two or three founders in them? Does that become a more applicable business that you want to invest in? Or you're just looking at the general team that's there, if it's four or five people, and just figuring out how they all kind of connect to each other and seeing how that team can operate and grow, because you know that that team is going to have to change over time. It's yeah. going to continuously grow and move. So is it more of just understanding where they are? Can they solve that early stage problem? And if there's co-founders, then that's just an added bonus. Yeah, team in early startup is dynamic. Um, but for founders and co-founders, uh, they are the, the fundamental, right? Uh, they are the foundation. So I, when I look at the team, I look at the background of the founder or co-founders. So that's the most important for their team. Anyway, they can build with different approach based on their business requirements, right? Mm -hmm. So now let's go back into, uh, go a little bit back again and now take a looking at the companies that you built over time. How much emphasis did you put on team versus great product? And was your team able to shift that product? So did a lot of it come back to um, you hiring a people and working and building a B product and turning it into an A product. Was that kind of the, the mentality that you went to market with? Well, market for our, my business is more like service kind of business. 
So um, I uh, was, as I said, I was pretty lucky. I learned a lot uh, from the global leading companies. Mm. Before I build my business, I have uh, planned that for quite some time and every single corner to review that different way. So that is make uh, my business very stably grow at that stage. So when I look at the team for startup, um, I try to hire someone like um, uh, technical support. They can learn a lot, but for uh, sales and the business to try to break the eyes of the market, you have to get a strong team. Startup, you have to have a strong team. I rather hire one strong guy instead of two or three average people. Because mm. in, um, in startup, because you compete with your competitors, they are well established. How can you compete to defeat your competitors? Only you have a strong team and your great products. You can win. That's a good uh, point. Yeah. Hire, hire less, but hire talent, yeah. eat the costs and build, your, build the value into the company so that you can grow. Yes, that's an approach. Yeah, I like that. That's good. And, and it kind of actually, it, it coaches nicely or it, it steers nicely into kind of all the things that um, you've gone on to do in the, in the better part of the last, I'd say five, six, seven years that you've been making investments because you go on boards and you do a lot of things in the, the startup space. Um, and, and I wanted to kind of dive into more of that side of it because uh, I know you've had some recent successes with HT Base and, and a few other companies. Now, those were short-term builds and you came in early and you went right into the board. What, what got you interested in taking that step to join that team? What was the component that really triggered you to say, you know what, taking your background again, this great tech background and building companies where you're able to see something and say, I want to be in this. And, and what drove that to you? Was it again, the team or was it the structure? Was it the product? What got you interested in jumping on these boards? Um, for that business, um, sometime you need to, um, it's really the great time when, when we meet. We like, it's kind of um, connection. Because when the founder pro, um, pitching our G10 event, I actually, I was traveling. Uh, I didn't have a chance to listen to the pitch. When I come back, I look at the pitching deck. Wow, that's a great company. And their business right in my domain, enterprise software for cloud, enterprise cloud business. Then I try to understand how the solution can work that way. The solution looks great. I just can't believe this is real. Then I challenge the founder. I say, I, I have to look at the demo. He, he reluctant to show the demo, said it takes a lot of time. I can show you my like system, a uh, lot more demo, like some interface, software interface like that. I said, no, I need to see test every single functions. Then the founder was convinced he spent quite um, some hour, like two or three days to build up a demo system. He, then, after some time, he said, Jackie, do you know that day? I built that system, live system, only for you. 
to do the due diligence. Then after that um, uh, due diligence, then he tried to ask me to be part of his team. Can we do uh, be a partner to do business together? I said, oh, no, I just um, create a business um, uh, from Dell. They run, uh, I help them run business, dollar business. I don't want to be run, still are working in the office anymore. I want to be an investor. So then he invited me to be um, his board member. He said, anyway, you need to help me something. I need your help. Then he got like a board seat. Then investors got board seat, right? And the funny thing is that when he recommended me to represent his founder team in the board, then the lawyer said, no, 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 you're wrong. He is an investor. Investor, he represents the interest of investment. Why he can be a, a, get a bond, bond seat from your founder side? He said, anyway, I have already reserved a board seat for investors, but for Jackie, I need to have him in the, on the board. So that's kind of, you know each other. Suddenly we like, uh, we, when we talk, we become like, quickly become like friends. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. We, when I, I saw HTBase pitch in 2016, and it was one of the first part of the angel groups, not when I was doing it myself, I saw them pitch and I thought, this company's awesome. I would really like to learn more about them. But because it was the first one that I had done through um, an angel group, I thought, I can't jump on the first company. This is way too fast. So I stopped myself. And I didn't go forward. Um, even though I liked it, I didn't want to jump in because it was my first real pitch in the angel world. So I thought, okay, I gotta, I can't jump on everything. I'll hold back. And uh, I'm glad that they exited. They were a fantastic company and, and I'm glad that that worked out. And that you were able to be part of that board, which again, helped them better understand their business and build out uh, a tech that you could be part of. And he built it just for you so that you could understand it and they could, you guys could connect there. I think that made a big difference for you as an investor to come into it, but also for him to better understand what he was selling. So a great opportunity on both sides. Yeah, exactly. That's how angel investment works, right? Angel investors always willing to help and also uh, for coach ball founders, they, they really need to find some resource from um, angel investment ecosystem. For that business, because my background with the deal and also managing like um, a decent business, also partners, enterprise partner side. And the, um, when we talk, he immediately re realized he needs to get some partnership globally, then set up like a global OEM partner with the deal. Where is my, where I worked with for quite a few years, my company was acquired by Dell. And then we approach the market strategy, then help him access the market in the US for customer, then also approach investors in US side. That's why um, we, the business got pretty quickly exit when they tried to raise in front of a series A. So you were, able to, you were able to help them out quite a bit. More than 10 times return. Awesome, brilliant. And again, it's, it's utilizing that team mentality, you being part of the team. 
uh, indirectly in a different fashion, but being able to bring them to table and then being able to work with them in the background to help them get exposure. And a lot of, um, a lot of startups, they, they don't really understand. And I was, we had a discussion. I was, I had an interview the other day with an investor from Montreal. His name is Michel. And uh, he does a lot of board seats and executive training. And, you know, he defined the same was that a lot of startups don't really understand what the, the strengths of a board are. And it's not just about opening doors and doing sales, but it's also helping you better understand governance and understanding the product and the modeling that you're going after and approving the direction of where that company is going to go in the next um, one to three years. Yeah, that's a great point. So uh, uh, following on your, your point, I believe I, um, I'm happy to remind our entrepreneurs or founders, they got some information said, I'm the founder, I know the business best. I knew, nobody knew the best my business than myself. Why I need an advisor? This is a not correct conception. They do know that business like their product better. But for the whole market positioning strategy, the whole ecosystem resource, angel investor really can help them. The other, the other side is um, a couple of founders, some, some founders told me, I got some advice from, from like some other people, even in law firm, they say in early startup, as an early start, startup, like your seed stage or pre-seed stage, why you need a board. They, they, you don't want them to control you. That's wrong concept. I would say in early stage for the board is not try to control you. For, that's why the, we call early stage investor, angel investor, they are helping you. And they, have, they are very friendly. It's different from what so-called like venture capitalist is greedy. No, for early stage angel investors, they're different. I agree with that. And, and it, it fit well with even how Michelle was framing it, that really at the end of the day, that early stage board, maybe it's not friends and family, that's a bit early, but going even into a seed round and having that board, it allows for the company to vet problems, look for solutions and lean on their board which is usually made up of angel investors to be able to guide them in the direction that's going to better serve their product or their service. So they have a better outcome and a quicker exit, or at least a faster growth trajectory when they're solving the problems that they are. Yeah, exactly. I like it. No, that's super valuable. So now let's kind of fast forward a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, you've been doing a lot more on the venture capital side. You've had some great successes You've created uh, your own investment firm. Um, how, do, how is that working? What are the spaces that you guys are going after? And uh, what things do you look for from the startups that you want to invest in? Yeah, so for um, um, Angel, uh, as I said, Canadian Angel Investment Ecosystem is very powerful. The, the syndication and definitely is the top um, no other country can have that um, cooperate culture as our Canadian startup, uh, uh, Canadian angel investment ecosystem. And we can see a lot of angel investors in different 
industry and different stage, work with the startup companies and they help them. And these angel investors, they to get, stay together, connected together as the angel, uh, angel platform grows like a G10 equation angels. So they, they share information, then share experience. And then we found we, for angel investors, they always spend some time occasionally look at this deal, that deal. And as their interest with uh, their available time. And we found if we set up a fund based on the ecosystem can help the angel investors get some investment more diversify and more uh, get more involved with uh, uh, investment like a DD, more DD and, and also have more rights like information rights, parada rights. Normally a single angel investor can have. So then we decided to, to, to uh, start an start a angel investment fund. The other thing is for, invest, uh, for entrepreneurs, founders, they asking for fund, early stage fund, they present to the ecosystem, then we can write a larger check to help the startup uh, companies to get funded. And as, as I talked, Canadian ecosystem, uh, angel investment community are well connected. And we also talk with other angel funds and angel, uh, super angel investors and even VC funds groups we put together to fund the deal. So that's a great approach for us to start our angel fund. So for our Archangel, um, Archangel fund, we focus on invest only in Canadian companies, helping Canadian uh, economy transit to innovation economy. So this is our purpose. So, um, and uh, for the funds, we focus to work with um, like a Canadian credit, uh, accredited investors only to help them diversify their investments and also help Canadian entrepreneurs to start a business, not only with the fund itself, but also we help them grow their business into North America, even globally with our approach. Awesome. That's fantastic and, and awesome to hear. Great support in the ecosystem. Uh, so we're gonna kind of transition a little bit and the question that I, what I'm going to throw at you is um, in the time that you've been investing and all the great things that you've seen, is there one story that kind of stands out that really pops in your mind about what it took to be an entrepreneur that you saw a company that did, you know, they struggled and they made it work. They figured out how to get around all of the uh, adversities and now they're successful or even if it went the other way, but they learned a lot. Is there a story that just pops in your mind that you can share about just what it takes to be the vigor, the hard work it takes to be an entrepreneur that you've seen. And uh, you know, you saw a founder and she was awesome and she did X or he did Y, whatever that might be that just pops in your mind that you might want to share. Yeah. Um, at first I believe, um, as I, as I said, I always believe in the team, the right team definitely can be, um, uh, good jockey, because they can pick up different horse, right? 
once they find that product not that fit, they can tune that. So, so that's why I focus on team. And also team, when I look at the team, I will check their background, industry background and the business background. And also they are soft characters, like soft qualities, like mm. teamwork, openness, coachable, like this. Once they have these qualities, I believe anyway, sooner or later, the founder and the team will be successful. And when you were working with, say, HTBase or Cheetah Networks, did you find that um, those founders carried those same characteristics for you as an investor? Yeah, uh, totally. For the founder, every founder has their own different style. So for HTBase, when you talk, he listened, then he moved very fast. He, he may not immediately respond to you, say yes or no, but when he takes some time to digest that, he believes it's right, then he moves immediately. Even we said for this kind of business, you have to be in Silicon Valley, have some kind of connections. You have, if you can get like global OEM with Dell, that would be a great endorsement for your business for the future. He did that, he, he moved very, quick, uh, very fast and with his own approach. Sometimes he feel uncomfortable, say, Oh, uh, cause family, uh, family in Canada, in Toronto, and kids are very young. So if I spend so much time in Silicon Valley, that would be a challenge. How can I do that? Then sometimes you need to help them to be more comfortable. Sometimes you need to push them. Cause mm -hmm. you know, once he needs to be successful, he needs to do something. Then you can help them to analyze his personal goal and business goal for short term and long term. And for a young entrepreneur, you can even, even fail, they can still start up another business. Mm. You need to try. Then coachable is, is great. And, uh, and most important is the founder got the strong background of the industry, uh, the technologies. That's great. For like Cheetah Networks, the founder is well, is, uh, has solid background in, in the industry for more than two decades, even three decades. So that's the great foundation to build up his business. And the other thing, he is willing to share the happiness and challenges as well, and also willing to listen, ask, should I do this, should I do that? I believe if the team uh, the founders or founder or co-founders have this kind of quality, the business will be successful, way more chance to be successful. I like that. Some good advice, a good story that if you share more, you'll get more back. You just have to feel the comfort level and make it happen. And if you're not, you need a little push sometimes and having a advisor like yourself giving a push is going to be even more uh, helpful for the founder. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Love it. All right, we're going to transition now into our uh, rapid-fire questions. All right, ready to roll? Cool. All right. Uh, how did you get started in investing in startups? Oh, this is a funny question. So actually, the, my first angel investment is like 15 years ago because one of my friends started his own business. He tried to help. 
said, Jackie, would you like to help? I look at that, what, what are you doing? So then I didn't ask any further information. He just talked, uh, told me, I'm doing this uh, enterprise security software. Then can you help me? Then I ask how much? Then he said, I, I need this, uh, this amount of money. Then I just invest because of a friend, right? Like three, typically that's exactly the three F, part of the three F. I'm the friend and the four at that time. Then that business going pretty well. Now that give, give me the confidence in the future. After I left Dell uh, more to enjoy investment space, I like startup, I like work in that kind of environment. So I officially started my own enjoy investment. Awesome. So you had a good first investment and that made it work. Yeah. I love it. That one tends to be a long investment. It has been more than 10 years already. And good news is that this year it could go IPO. Now it's planning. I keep a secret. I will let you know who it is. Oh, amazing. Yeah, let me know. That's amazing. Yeah. So for angel investment, sometimes you need to have patience to wait. Wait the growth. That is true. Well, that's a lot of success. That's brilliant. I love it. Uh, so what is your favorite part of investing? Favorite part of investment, um, you mean? Favorite like, part of why you do this? Why do you like working with startups? Why do you invest in them? What's your favorite part? Is it the founders? Is it the team? Is it the product? Is it the service? Yeah, um, that for, for me, um, even I work with global large companies, I studied so many times like original, uh, like original business, like a founder startup, right? I like the challenge. It's pretty fast moving, exciting. It's very different from the style uh, when I was in Dell managing billion dollar business, it's very different. I like startup ecosystem much better. And the number one is you have fun because you look at the, the early stage company, the, even like just idea, they try to make something happen. Then you help them just like you see the seed in the soil, then put water, watch it every day, take care of it. And then you see the, the plant grow up. Then the blooming. You will be excited, exciting. So that's why I like it. Then the other thing is when you look at the investment, then for the industry report, you can see that angel investment is risky. And the other side is very profitable. Is you can't find any other investment more profitable than angel investment these days. And for risk, I believe once an uh, angel investor has strong business background, you can look at the team, look at the business, look at the market, you will know how it will go in the future. Mostly the risk can be mitigated. It's very different for like later stage company that depends on data. They even can hire a graduate student to help them to do analysis. But for early stage angel investment, no way. You, you have to depend on your own experience. 
and also the ecosystem share their experience among the angel investors. Those are business veteran. So you build a business, uh, help the entrepreneurs with your experience. Then you can mitigate it, the risk. And also um, after the many years of work, then I got, uh, got some um, at least become a, a credit investor, have the capability in fund, point, uh, fund side and also experience side. So I decided to move in. I love it. It's a good story and, and uh, hopefully it motivates more people to do the same because we need more investors. Yeah. Um, all right. How many companies do you invest in per year? Um, it really depends on the year. Normally, I would invest like five companies to eight companies. But sometime in, in a year, you can't find a single good company, startup. It's weird. I don't know why. But sometimes you, you will see quite a few good deals come in. So far, I have invested around more than 30 companies. Yeah, most in Canada, some of them in, in the U.S., Awesome. I love it. Above average. Uh, any verticals you like to focus on? Um, I focus on, not much focus on vertical industries, but I do focus on some technologies I can understand. For example, enterprise software, like enterprise ICT, med tech, AI, like clean tech, also advanced manufacturing. For this technologies, I can understand, I would invest. And the other thing is I would work with our team, fund team or our investment groups to go syndicate. So we share the idea, then we, we feel, uh, I feel that I'm comfortable with that deal, then I will, move, I will go in. Perfect, I like it. Uh, any outside of the team, is there anything else that you look for when making an investment from the paperwork to the product? Is there anything else that stands out outside of the team factor? Team, uh, what's the specific question you are? Well, if, if you look at making an investment into a company, mm -hmm. we know you're looking at teams. So outside of the team piece, is there anything else that you want to make sure that someone does or the company does for you to make an investment? Yeah, for the, yeah, definitely. Cause that, I will use a matrix to look at that. Before I evaluate, evaluate the company, I'll look at the market potentials. If the market potentials is there, then I move into due diligence. If not, I don't look at that company business at all. Then once I move into due diligence, number one, team. Then will be their product and the market, um, their product, their market and sales combination, finance, and also term and investments. Cause even a good deal, uh, good business, if you don't have a good term sheet, then turn out to be not a good investment. So I look at the term as well. Also other investors. Who are the investors, lead investors, or 
um, and your investors. Perfect. I like that. Uh, any type of on the term side, uh, do you have any preferred terms? Is it equity? Is it safes? Is there something that you like better when you're making an investment? Yeah, for Can uh, Canadian angel investment ecosystem, I believe most, um, I, what I see is um, angel investors prefer like one is convertible note, the other side is preferred share. This is not only just in Canada, but also in North America. Based on um, American Angel, Angel Association, their report for 2020, more than 50% of angel investment is in convertible notes. And another 40%, 41 or 42, I can't remember exactly, is preferred share. Great stuff. Safe turned out to be less than 2% actually. In the market voice, safe is so loud, but it turned out to be in the report, when you look at that, only less than 2%. Yet. I like it. It's very supportive. Uh, I don't think anybody's a fan of a safe because it's very one-sided. So I do agree with that. Uh, do you guys, do you like to lead rounds? And you take board seats? Yeah, for... Uh... Mm, lead round, when I look at the business is within my domain, with my knowledge and experience, then I would lead the round. Because for angel investors, for the deal, any deal lead, lead investor to, to help the start the, the investment. So I like to do that. So once I'm comfortable, I have the confident and I'm capable, competent on that. So for uh, the second question you mentioned, uh, board seat. For some company, if I can really help them, I would like to be sit on board. And some uh, if can't, I may not sit on board because I can help them that much, so, and sometimes I sit on board. Sometimes I prefer to be a, a board observer, because board observer legally allows you to provide advice to the company. As a board member, normally has a liability, so it's different. Very true. Awesome. I'm okay with it either way. So, well, they're both good options, and either one works. So I like it. Very good answers. All right, we're going to shift a little bit more into the personal side, Jackie. Okay. So, first question. What is your favorite sports team? Favorite sport. Favorite sports team. 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 Or sport. Either one. Sport team. Mm. That's a challenge. Probably I look at the golfing, uh, uh, golf a lot. Okay. But they, like, engineer, mostly uh, individual players. Yeah, who's your favorite player? That works. Yeah, McCroy. So it's yeah. famous, right? Yeah. Jason Day, yeah. a few years ago, they played yes. in like Glen Abbey, just beside our house. So yeah, he's good too. I Jason like that. Yeah, yeah, and also you can um, you can forget that like Tiger Woods, he is the hero all the time. Not yes, only I heroes, but his. 
his uh, way with the social. To be Tiger Woods as a, as a uh, phenom, he's yeah. really good on all yeah. counts. He's good online and he's good uh, on the golf course. Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. What is your favorite movie and which character would you play in the movie? That's a challenge. So I look at a lot of movies, but I can, I can say um, the first and also the most important movie to, to me at that time is probably you have not heard of that called Shaolin Temple. Shaolin Temple? Yeah. Yes. That's, the, that's a Kung Fu, Chinese Kung Fu temple, the first Chinese Kung Fu movie in China when I yes. was a kid. I'm going to look one. this up. I think I've seen this, but I'm going to look it up. Yeah, that one. And which, which character would you play in the movie? That one is like a hero. So, um, um, I don't know. Um, I can say that so our the lead jack character lee, uh character is jack lee he is the number one the champion of chinese kung fu competition at that time i love it because that at that time when i was in primary school i yeah. every day i started very early before the daybreak to learn kung fu practice my kung fu chinese kung fu yeah. Even in very cold winter, freezing winter. I love it. That's awesome. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to see if I can find that movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. La last question is, what is your superpower? Superpower? I don't have much superpower. You do. You do. Yeah, be I believe my superpower is to learn from others and... Uh, give me some advice how to go this way that way from my whole career even from my school i met a lot of great teachers and in my career a lot of managers advisors friends they helped me that's very very important to me they guided me to the right direction to go move forward step by step that's the superpower I learn from others. You're a quick learn, a good study. Good. I like it. Well, Jackie, we appreciate it. I always say I'm not going to take notes. I got lots, uh, but uh, big fan of all the things you've done. Uh, you're an icon in the environment. Keep being a rock star and investing. You've done a great job. Uh, we're all fans. Thank you very much again for joining us today and sharing with our network. And we like to leave you with the last word. So anything that you want to share to entrepreneurs or to investors, I turn it over to you. But thank you again for joining us today, Jackie. Yeah, thank you so much for having your time. And I um, is excited to talking with you, share the idea about angel investment and um, also startup ecosystem. You are the... The icon investors as well, and also the like meteorologist. You are everywhere. You are, you are excellent in our ecosystem. We really need your support to push, uh, and you are the promoter for our, of our ecosystem. Really need your help. So, thank you. Let's keep in touch. So, I would like to share anything what I have. So, help our 
angel investment ecosystem and also our startup community. Thank you. I love it. Well, Jackie, we will stay in touch 100% and thank you again. Okay, that was uh, that was great. Uh, big fan of Jackie. We've uh, Cheetah Networks. We invested with Cheetah Networks. This is my first time using this background screen. It's kind of interesting, I guess, the glow that hits around you. But either way, it was uh, it was awesome that uh, we got to chat with Jackie. I've been following along in his uh, investment journey, and he's made some uh, pretty fantastic uh, selections in the deep tech space, and uh, they do a lot of great things. So. He made, made some uh, uh, great comments on, you know, even just in his background on being able to, to listen and learn. Uh, but the whole thing he talked about today was just about teams, making it about your team. Building a fantastic team is going to help you overcome so many problems and barriers in your business. And having that trust and having that ability to grow forward, it's fantastic. So uh, keep learning, building out great teams. And uh, outside that, share, like tweet, push it along. Thank you very much for joining us.